Hey friends, welcome to season two of the URU podcast. My name is Jenny Lien and I'm the writer and artist behind The Yay Project. This season, we'll be doing something a little different. Each month, we'll release a new chapter of a book called You Are You, Celebrate Your God-Given Design and Pursue Your Kingdom Calling. It'll come as an audiobook chapter through this podcast and an ebook chapter through the yayproject.com. As always, come join in as we encourage each other to celebrate our God-given design, pursue our kingdom calling, and most of all, love God 100%. Can't wait to praise God with you. Chapter 1. Discover who you are. You are you. I want you to let that sink in for a second. Whether you're currently in a mountaintop or valley season, this truth is the same always. So please, do this little exercise and close your eyes. Ask the Holy Spirit to move and help you understand with every fiber of your being that you are you. You are you. And savor that. Spend at least 30 seconds to up to as long as you want, just marinating in the fact that God made you, there's no one else like you, and God has a purpose for you. Too often, we let the world tell us who we are. Sometimes it starts small with the pressure to like what's popular, whether that's wearing what's in fashion, drawing in a certain art style, pursuing a seemingly lucrative career path. The list goes on. We can get swept away by what we see with our eyes as glamorous, fun, successful. But aren't those we admire often the most unique? The ones who were focused on their vision, even and often against intense criticism. We might want to be them to have their success, but are we willing to press on even when opposition comes? Pressing on becomes much easier when we know we're in God's will for our life, and for Christians, this is the true secret to success. Success equals find out what God's will is for you and do it. Your family background, personality, interests, talents, even your looks, love them or learn to love them, have been chosen specifically for you. Let's take another second and really reflect on that. When I was younger, especially when life was hard or felt hard, I would too easily compare my situation with others. If only so-and-so was different, maybe people would like me more, life would be easier, and so on. But that's a bit disrespectful to God, I think. Who are we to criticize his design, right? How could we possibly know better than God? We might never be flawless, but we are fearfully and wonderfully made and absolutely loved by our Creator. Let's find out what He sees in us and make that the only identity we take on. Because we're in for a glorious journey when we make that decision to partner with God. Who is God really and why is His opinion so important? If you haven't come to this conclusion yet, Please let me confirm for you, as a sister who loves you dearly, that relying on humans to fill that God-shaped hole in our heart will only result in disappointment. Choose any human, whether it be a family member, friend, significant other, or authority figure, and a quick analysis will show you they'll never be perfect when it comes to loving you. All humans sin. 
but God is safe. Words cannot capture the essence of how majestic, marvelous, magnificently powerful God is. And God loves you more than you could ever possibly imagine. Let's take it to the Bible and read Psalm 145, 8-13. to The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. In love with love, humans, of course, try and express our love for God back. There's a reason countless songs, poems, books, artworks have been created to honor His glory and why we could worship for all of eternity and still never get enough. So in our journey of discovering who we are, let's stop and be reminded of who God is. Because as much as we want to understand our identity, it's really more important that we understand His. God in three persons and His love. If you ever start to doubt yourself or your abilities, remember that you are made in the image of God. Genesis 1.27 So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. This truth is quite common knowledge for Christians, but I think sometimes we can forget its power too easily. The more we let this truth sink in, the more we understand who God is, the more we're able to understand who we are and partner with God to bring heaven to earth. While the term Trinity isn't used in the Bible, the concept that we have one God in three persons is there. Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever wondered about what this means for your day-to-day life? To be honest, even with growing up in the church, I understood what the Trinity was, but not necessarily how they worked. For example, people often start prayers with Dear God or Father God, and I did too. But was it wrong to say Dear Jesus or Dear Holy Spirit? The last one sounded a bit unnatural, but didn't pastors often say Come Holy Spirit? Ephesians 5, 18-20 explains, Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. For day-to-day life, I think this is so impactful because it reminds us of the depths of God's love for us, that while we were still sinners, God the Father in His great love for us sent Jesus, His one and only Son, to die and pay the price for our sins so we could have eternal life, and then sent the Holy Spirit to help us because He knew we'd need help and comfort as we journeyed with Him in this broken world. Read John 3.16 and John 14.26 for more. There is truly no love like God's love. If you're in a stage where you feel absolutely broken, ask and allow Jesus to fight for you. 
If you're in a stage where you feel on top of the world, I pray you remember that you still need God as much as ever. In all seasons of our lives, if we seek first his kingdom, everything else will work out as it should. Matthew 6.33 The moment we start to intentionally or unintentionally idolize other things, relationships, success, money, to name a few, we'll get ourselves into trouble. Bill Johnson, pastor of Bethel Church, reminds us of this in his book, The Supernatural Power of a Transformed Mind. He says, Every thought and action in your life speaks of allegiance to God or to Satan. Both are empowered by your agreement. Renewing your mind means learning to recognize what comes from hell and what comes from heaven and agreeing with heaven. Sobering, right? It might seem difficult to take absolutely every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, but that's exactly what we're called to do in 2 Corinthians 10.5. But we're not alone. Again, thank God for his precious Holy Spirit, which lives inside every single Christian. It's amazing that we have God living inside of us. I pray we continue to pursue God with all of our hearts, allowing him to lovingly pour out and refine us and walk in relationship with him daily. Because we're here on earth right now in this very time and place for a reason. Let's figure out what that is and enjoy life with God. Who does God say we are and why doesn't the enemy want us to know it? Realizing how much God values humans changed my life. One book that explains this well is I Give You Authority by Professor Charles H. Kraft, now retired, of Fuller Theological Seminary. In his book, he reminds us that humans are created only a little lower than God. Psalm 8, 3-5 says, When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them? Yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. And that as children of God, Jesus said he wants us to do even more than he did while he was on earth. John 14, 12 says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. When we don't realize our value and our rights, we can overlook opportunities to partner with God. Professor Kraft explains the saying, I believe that Satan attacks us primarily in the area of self-image. He is desperately afraid we will discover who we are and make life difficult for him. Like a mouse bluffing an elephant into fearing a creature with much less power, the devil bluffs us and often wins because we do not know who we are. So, let's open our eyes and let our rights sink in. Let's know what the Bible says and engrave it on our hearts. Let's not let the enemy deceive us for one more second. And don't be afraid. Whenever I'm tempted to fear, I remember a verse a pastor prayed over me in a season when I was about to step out and do something new, to do my best to serve God with my all. It was John 4, 1 John 4, 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. 
Know there is nothing you can't handle with God fighting for you. Five reminders of our God-given design. Whenever you want to be pumped up and on fire for your purpose, soak yourself in God's truth. The Bible is best, of course, but God may also lead you to Christian books, podcasts, even Christian Pinterest boards to remind you of his truth. God loves you, my friend. God delights in you and has fun things for you to do. Seek him and believe his promises. He will not let you down. One, you are a child of God. In many cultures, bloodlines matter. People can even diminish a person's value simply because of the family they were born into. If this ever happens to you, don't believe the lies. Remind yourself that you come from the greatest family of all. You are a princess in God's kingdom, literally, and his blood flows through your veins. John 1.12 says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Romans 8.17 says, And if children then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. More than that, he chose your earthly family too, and we know he doesn't make mistakes. Hold on to the truth of who you are. Two, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You matter. Your life was paid for by the blood of Jesus, and he wants the best for you. He wants to see you happy and thriving, walking in his plan A for your life. And you want that too, don't you? But I get it, life on earth isn't easy. We want to obey God, but there are temptations every day. Even when we get that inner prompting from the Holy Spirit to say no, sometimes temptation overwhelms and we fall into sin. Sometimes we've been trying to break the power of a certain sin over our lives and falling causes us to condemn ourselves, simmering in sadness for disobeying. Through God, you can always overcome. You can grow stronger and rise up like the lioness God made you to be. Once I heard Joyce Meyer describe the act of obeying God as punching the devil in the eye, and I really like that. Let's help one another to be on guard because the enemy is always prowling around trying to trip us up, as it says in 1 Peter 5.8. So let's commit to no longer living for the pleasures of our flesh, but pursue holiness in all we do, 1 Peter 1.15, for Christ alone. Three, you are chosen. Sometimes the worst feelings of rejection can come from not being chosen or from being chosen and then rejected by a friend, significant other, even a family member. These experiences aren't easy, but let's remember we have been chosen by the one. You have been carefully crafted by God to live, to exist at this very time, in this very place, and God has good plans for you. He promises. Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Take comfort knowing you are God's chosen child. Four, you are connected to Jesus. 
In life, we're often told it's not good to be needy. It's unattractive and turns people off. And to be honest, I think there's truth to this because no human can ever fulfill another person's needs, not entirely, and the pressure to do so can be overwhelming. Only God can do that. That's not to say being needy is necessarily bad, though, and definitely not when it comes to God. In fact, the God of all creation wants to stay attached to Him at all times. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he that is bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. So thankful that we're supposed to abide in and be extensions of him. Through his vine, he gives us exactly what we need to bloom and blossom. How exciting it is to see what sorts of fruit he's planned for our lives. Five, you are special and unique. Sometimes I just sit and marvel at God's amazing creativity. When I was younger, I used to struggle with envy. In retrospect, it wasn't that I wanted someone else's life or skills, not really. What I wanted was their sense of purpose and being successful in their known purpose. When or when would I find that thing that I was made to do? If this is you, friend, let me share that I found my purpose when I asked God. It baffles me that it took me so long to realize this, and I hope it takes you less time. Because when we read the Bible, it's so clear that, obviously, God knows what he's doing. Psalm 139, 1-6 says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Isaiah 64, 8 says, And yet, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are the potter. We are all formed by your hand. Be reminded that God has specific answers for your specific situations and longs for you to live out the good works he's prepared in advance for you to do. There is only one you. Key Takeaways God's opinion is the one that matters. Two, seek God and he will answer you. Three, embrace what makes you, you. Four, claim your God-given identity. Five, step into your God-given plan. Prayer points. God, who do you say I am? God, what is your will for my life? God, is there anything you want me to stop or start? God, how can I shine your light to those around me? God, how can I grow deeper in love with you? Thank you for listening to the You Are You podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share the episode. Let's share God's love together. For podcast updates, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow Yay Podcast on Instagram. For reflections and art, follow the.yay.project on Instagram. Sending you lots of love and let's praise God together again next time.